Welcome to today's episode of People with Passion for Pets. My guest on the show today is Devin Kelly and his wife, Peggy. Together, they created a company called Dog Pack, which was inspired by their adventures and life with their dog, Thunder. Their mission is to create innovative outdoor adventure gear for pets. Hi, Peggy. Hi, Devin. Hey, great to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you guys. Welcome to the show. Well, I am excited for today's interview. As I mentioned in the introduction, you guys created this company out of kind of, it's almost a tribute to your life with your dog, Thunder, right? Is that correct? Yes, it's uh, very much inspired by my travels with Thunder for the last 13 years together, and it Really, the impetus behind the co- uh, the company is to pay homage to Thunder, my my best friend, you know. <laughs> yeah, and you know, that speaks so much to me because, of course, we love adventures with our dogs. And I think a lot of people that uh, listen to the part- podcast, they want to have a life with dog. And I think that's um, when I look at the products that you are creating, you want to make adventure fun and create um innovative dog products that are, that are functional, but they're also obviously uh, great for outdoor adventures. So talk a little bit about first, a uh, little bit about the life that you and Thunder had, because it's so interesting how much you have done together. Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, almost 14 years ago, uh, I had just left West Point, the United States Military Academy, and um, was interested in getting a dog as a companion. So I'd grown up with dogs and I, I love dogs. I always dreamed of singing tunes with a pup next to me in the back of my pickup truck, you know, under a beautiful starry night. And uh, so I went to a local rescue center and found this little mountain cur puppy. Uh, he was he was just a puppy and I was still kind of a puppy too in a way <laughs> and uh, so began the adventures of Thunder the Wonder Dog. Um, <laughs> our first uh, our first stop was working on a 39,000 acre cattle ranch in Arizona northwest of Phoenix. He eventually learned how to heal cattle from the other wow. cattle healing dogs even though he doesn't have the instinct for that. But I would teach him, like, go get him, back, line up, and he'd get back online. Eventually, we would go on to work with the vaqueros in in, uh, Mexico, Nicaragua, where I started a natural horsemanship clinic. Thunder would run with me on the beach every day, go swimming in the surf, ride ride with me on my dirt bike. He'd sit (laughs) up on the pool tank with his paws over the handlebars (laughs) and his, his ears blowing in the wind. Uh, South America, Colombia, Ecuador, Peru, climbed some 5,000 meter peaks in Peru, eventually came over to Europe at one point, back to the U.S. We've together been to 30 countries and most of the United States. That's wonderful. Now, you guys also worked in Colorado as a rescue team, is that correct? Yeah, that was just before I moved to Nicaragua, working at Wolf Creek in Colorado, a smaller ski resort in uh, southeast Colorado. I was friends with the guy who ran the canine 
uh, the Avalanche rescue team. I was speaking to my friend Colin, and we were, and he said, "Yeah, bring your pup along. We'll train him or work on the training process." And it turns out Thunder did a great job uh, training as an Avalanche rescue dog. He passed the final yeah. test and became an official Avalanche rescue dog. And wow. now he's almost fourteen, so yeah. he's on pen on pension. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's retired now. <laughs> his last job was there uh, in Sequoia, right? His last job yeah. in the in the states. When when he then retired before he came, what was the job there? Yeah, there I worked for the National Park Service in Sequoia National Park and Kings Canyon National Park in California. Uh, I was part of the mule and horse packing team. So we would pack the animals with all kinds of supplies like uh, shovels, pickaxes, chainsaws, food, um, gasoline, sometimes even uh, dynamite and wow. pack them to the back country. Yeah. yeah. I guess wow. you've got enough to securely pack that then. Yeah, we had to take a <laughs> special class. <laughs> yeah, but, but so, and, and that's interesting that you mentioned that because you had uh, talked to me before about the fact that really that particular job gave you a lot of insights into, um, you know, pack animals, how to pack, and your your biggest product right now is the Moab Light Dog Pack. And you kind of used all of the things that you've learned from that. Is that correct? Into making this particular dog pack. I have a pretty intimate and intuitive knowledge of the way that four-legged animals move. Uh, the way a dog moves is a little bit different than a horse, of course, but uh, the gates are very similar and their preference for a trot is similar. So when you are actually it's heightened in a dog. Dogs love to trot and run. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you're moving like that, when you have a, a dog moving like that, it's uh, important that a pack fits correctly or else it, it will begin to teeter side to side. Yeah. Um, I use my background as a horse trainer and I've worked with several dogs as well. Uh, the other aspect of my background is as a parachute rigger for skydiving and base jumping. I learned how to pack the emergency parachutes for people, how to fix parachutes, so patches in when, when people land in a tree or something. <laughs> uh, like at some point it dawned on me with my background and the travels that I've shared with Thunder, I thought I'm really the guy to start this kind of a company, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. No, and why I wanted you on the show is I, I am so fascinated by your insights into, um, you know, how dogs should be wearing a backpack. Like so many people that come on my show, you you want to do outdoor adventures with your dog. You're looking for great gear for your pet and you find out not all of the gear that's out there is really great gear, right? Some of it is um, maybe not performing too well. And obviously with your background, you were quickly in noticing that. So that's kind of where you come from, right? When you say, I'm going to make a dog pack and that's going to be our first product that's coming out there. Yeah, exactly. We, we've tested a lot of canine gear over the last 13 years. And I felt that canine gear, at, at the same time that human 
outdoor gear evolves year after year with the latest in fabric technology, material sciences, canine gear and the way it's built has been at a standstill for a decade or more. I wanted to bring these new new fabrics and these new gear technologies to the world of outdoor canine gear. So let's talk a little bit about um, this beautiful backpack that you created for dogs and then maybe a little bit more about your philosophy in you know what needs to be in a dog pack. So we just received uh, the finalized version of yeah. what we call the Moab Light canine day pack and hiking harness. The idea behind this design was to be ultralight, waterproof, and slim, slimmer capacity uh, yeah. and slim enough to fit as your daily hiking harness yeah. uh, with the capacity to also hold uh, a few liters worth of gear or water or kibble, yeah. uh, first aid kit, whatever you need. But it doubles as a walking harness as well because of its lightweight, its slimmer profile. And that was really the initial thing that I saw with a lot of canine backpacks on the market is they're really like very large capacity. And there are very few adventures that require that kind of capacity for your dog. So the risk there is um, the potential for overloading the dog. And it's important to keep in mind that both weight and bulk are uh, should be considered because even lightweight but bulky items like a dog's sleeping bag or the dog's jacket, uh, if you put them in the saddlebags and the sides of the pack, they'll end up sticking out to here on each side. And that extra leverage, it creates a teetering mo motion with uh, especially because the dog's prefer to trot. That trot, the 2B gate, um, creates this teetering motion side to side, so it, it causes a lot of slipping. Um, a better way to pack these lightweight, bulkier items uh, is to uh, tie them down as a top pack across the dog's shoulders. That's what we do, do with the mules and the horses. So you can roll up your dog's coat or sleeping bag and uh, Tied across the dog's shoulders. Yep. There's strangers. Right? Right? Oh, that's so, awesome. Okay, so these are little tie downs. Yes. Yeah, exactly. exactly. The yeah. lash Excellent. caps yeah. For, yeah. for that. Yeah. So, Thunder, that's what we do with Thunder, my, my pup. Uh, we roll the jacket up. Yeah, it's Yeah. 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 And uh, it just, it the weight and bulk distribution keeps the pack much more centered than otherwise. Plus, it gets frustrating when the dog runs into the brush and it's getting hung up and, yeah. and on yeah. everything. It's way bigger than he's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And then another, I think, very important thing for us was the um, reflectivity. Mm -hmm. um, I love the white. Right? Yeah, even now, just with the light we have yes. in here, you can really see that. And yes. um, so that's a staple from ours that we said we want to uh, incorporate in every pack we do. And the cool thing is in daylight, it just looks like a light gray. It doesn't look like very disturbing in the whole pack, you know, but then once the light shines on it, it's super bright. And like we've tested it. Um, it's been 25 to 30 meters with the headlamp on medium and you can see it. So that's I awesome. Mean, and that's something that Devin was really talking about. Um, there's nothing scarier than 
you know, your dog running off in the bushes, like in the middle of a night, mm-hmm. um, and you can't hear him. Mm-hmm. And at least this way, you know, have a little bit of that. And then also with the fabric, maybe you can talk a bit about that, the incorporated reflective yep. fabric. And we maybe can um, put some photos in there to show the capacity of the fabric a bit better, <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, awesome. Yeah, we we spent a lot of time hunting for the yeah. optimal fabric. We yeah. tested probably at least hundreds of them, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, we had we had in total, I think, eleven or twelve prototypes. Yeah, we like, had built it's, various it's been, prototypes. It's been a ride. <laughs> um, we settled on a kind of ultralight fabric that's called Robic nylon, and uh, that offers more strength than your typical nylon six fabric, which is normal nylon. And uh, it also weighs less. Um, uh, and then th- this particular, so it's a ripstop fabric, which just means that it has a gridded pattern in its uh, with reinforcement threading. And in this fabric, the reinforcement threading uses Kevlar. And then in addition to that, it has a PU coating uh, rated up to 1500 millimeters of uh, waterproofing, which oh, nice. I know getting very technical now but any gear nerds out there like yeah. me will, will appreciate yeah. that you know yeah that's awesome yeah. now show a little bit how the harness would actually um be put on the dog whether the straps or the yeah. buckles that you're using yeah sure we'll bring our model up to demonstrate this oh, is perfect. Uh, the blue version of thunder, oh, thunder <laughs> that's <yes>. awesome <laughs> that's so cute Hi, Thunder. Um, <laughs> Thunder 2.0. Yeah, exactly. exactly. He's, uh, yeah. he's wearing our size small. Um, and uh, some, so what? one thing that's really important uh, with this kind of like a Y-shaped harness uh, across the chest is that these shoulder straps need to fit above the dog's uh uh, shoulder bone here okay and uh, if they're too long they can slip and that can cause rubbing points and also inhibit the dog's motion so uh, in order to make these straps fit as best as possible we used a certain technique uh, for adjustment that essentially it's difficult to explain but it basically allows adjustment through the whole range of the length of the strap so you can go all the way to almost touching to as large as you need to and that is uh in order to fit all the different shapes of dogs out there yeah that's one of the uh, hurdles but um so that was important for us this style of adjustment is it's uh different than many other backpacks on the market and then you have this one um yeah and then this sternum strap helps keep the main cinch strap forward uh, which helps to secure the load and keep the load centered over the dog's shoulders where they're strongest. Um, We also use a certain technique that you might see on other backpacks that um, uh, includes a small strip of elastic. I'm not sure if that'll be visible but it includes a small strip of elastic with the nylon running over it Yep. And that allows the backpack to kind of snug up and reduces slipping. Yep. 
so you have that smaller chest plate, but then underneath the belly, you actually have some fabric because most of the time right. you just have straps under there. Yes. And I like yeah. that that is a lot thicker because it's not like digging in or, you know, moving around very much. Yeah. And same yeah. on the side here, right? Yeah, when and on the side. Down, so you usually just have the straps coming down. Mm -hmm. And what we did, we have a, a triangle here that is Perfect. underneath the pack right? That is the fabric to then go under, which is also something we really, as you said, think it's important. Yeah. Yeah. So Wonderful. Um, looks great. Um, talk, talk a little bit about, uh, Devin, I love your <laughs> philosophy on, uh, yeah, good job, Thunder 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love your philosophy on, um, dog packs in general and actually uh, getting dogs used to carrying weight. So talk a little bit about that because I have not heard that before. Yeah, great question. Really important topic. Um, it's one that I've covered a lot on the dog pack blog, for example, but uh, there are concerns with using a dog backpack and there are, are also uh handful of benefits that are not necessarily intuitive. Some of the other reasons to use a dog backpack are, of course, it helps you to stay organized. Um, it You can kind of redistribute the load, but when you carry things like a canine first aid kit on a hike, it's I find it much more convenient to keep that in the dog's backpack where you can get to it right away because you know where it is rather than take your pack off and fumble through and move all the socks and try to find yep. it. And as Peggy noted, um, it also means anybody else in the group yeah. knows right where the pack yes. is, just in case. Absolutely. Like you mentioned, there are great benefits to um, giving a dog a job, right? We all oftentimes yes. talk about sure. that, that they have to have something to do. And when you incorporate a backpack, just like you do when you incorporate, let's say, a, a service vest for a dog, uh, the dog understands when certain gear comes out, when I'm wearing yeah. this particular gear, now I'm, yeah. this is my job. So it is a, a mental stimulating um, and very fulfilling uh, feeling for them. So I think that's a, a great benefit for using backpacks. You know, Devin, you, you talk about dogs really aren't meant to be pack animals, right? So there's that aspect of this could have a negative influence as well. And we need to be careful uh, so speak a little bit to that aspect. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's just like with humans, it's really important that the dog is properly conditioned to carry whatever the load is that it's carrying. Um, I couldn't go out tomorrow and hike the Appalachian Trail, for example. I would need months of preparation, starting with smaller walks and progressively getting longer. Same with the weight, smaller weight, progressively getting heavier. And uh, this kind of conditioning regimen is really important for the dogs as well. Uh, a, proper, a properly conditioned dog, when Thunder, for example, was at his prime, he was running, I mean, he was probably running a marathon a day, if you could... Wow. Uh, calculate it all because he would run we'd be in the four-wheelers or whatever on the ranches and he would run and run back to the barn and run with us and go on a cattle drive when we would go hiking 
he could carry somewhat heavier loads. The general recommendation, uh, never more than 25% of a dog's weight. And even that figure is, is only for dogs that are properly conditioned to it. Most dogs uh, should be starting, most healthy dogs that have the correct structure and frame for carrying a backpack um, should start maybe around 10 to, and then work up to 15%. Uh, speaking about having the correct frame and uh, essentially the correct uh, state of health for carrying backpacks, you can usually rule out the extremes of a very, very small dog of course, shouldn't really be carrying extra weight. And very, very large dogs also have a concern with being loaded too heavily because of uh, sometimes they come with predispositions toward things like hip dysplasia and growing pains. And all of that could be exacerbated by carrying extra weight. Yeah, those are some great points. Yeah. Now, um I know you guys mentioned earlier you just got a puppy. At what point do you uh, like start a dog with a backpack? I think to some extent it does depend on the dog and, and the breed. Uh, to that extent, for example, generally speaking, larger breeds, they take longer for their uh, growth plates to close. So what you're looking for is for the growth plates to properly close, introducing a backpack. Um, starting with an empty backpack, it's it's little more than a harness. So, I mean, it's essentially the same as a harness that you can start at, I mean, as a puppy. Yeah. Um, we, once we it use... fits. Yeah, once it fits. So our new puppy that we just got, he's uh, our rescue puppy. He's five months now. And literally this size small fits him perfectly at this point. And, and it's really good training for him. And now already since... Yeah, a couple of days. Like, he already knows when I get that out, you know. Yeah, there's just no weight in it. But it's good training just mentally for him. To so now Thunder has a th Thunder has somebody else that he has to train. So, you know, you yeah. mentioned he's retired, but um, not quite all retired, right? First, he had to be a, a model for the backpack. And yes. now he has to be a <laughs> yes. big brother. Yeah. To... <laughs> yes. But it's been great. Like, I'm I'm so happy. It was like... Yeah, sent from heaven. Like everything just fell into place. Like not to speak of that, he looks exactly like Thunder when. Oh my goodness! He adopted <laughs> Thunder when he was five months old. Our puppy now is five months old when we adopted him. What's yeah. the, what's the puppy's name? Theseus. Theseus. Very cute. I had uh, as a kid, he was Theseus was my favorite uh, hero from Greek mythology and. I like the alliteration of Thunder and Theseus. <laughs> yeah. Is there going to be a short to that? Or you think you'll always keep it at Theseus? You know, that's a good question. Because I ask myself <laughs> that too. But <laughs> one thing that I've learned with Thunder is the other nicknames I call him sometimes have absolutely nothing to yeah. do with Thunder. Yeah. You know, I call him this and that and all these like silly nicknames. Yeah. And they just develop out of, yeah. I don't know, yeah. like, somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah. see what comes. So, 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 uh, so Apollo is Fuzzbud. Mm -hmm. yep, <laughs> yep. Yeah, Sunday is Din Din. Sunday is Din Din. Yeah. For whatever reason. It's like, yeah. There you That's go. Awesome. Yeah. But it's okay. great to see new, like, light in, in him. And yeah. yeah, we, we're really grateful for 
that somehow this just came to be, you know, and we yeah. have some time now and yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. And, and, you know, I always love um, when, when I do have a senior dog and I bring in a puppy because uh, they do a lot of the training for me, right? I remember when um, when I had Jaeger and we got Apollo as a puppy. And uh, now, you know, now that Jaeger is gone, I sometimes look at Apollo and I'm like, you know, I, I bet you Jaeger taught you that, you know, because he's uh, he loves the water and, uh, you know, all of the things that were so unique to Jaeger, he just uh, kind of has taken on some of those and, you know, just things like, you know, a recall, you know, you got to you got a puppy that that wants to run after a senior dog you know everything is so much easier when you when you do that yeah oh yeah it's true and thunder over the last 13 years he's he i've always said of him he knows something we don't you know he has mm -hmm. this zen about him he's so wise yeah and he has a wisdom that is so well spent teaching yeah. a younger yeah. puppy so now yeah. he has the yeah. chance he's so your website, dogpack.com, it's not just to to go to and purchase your great products, but uh, we hope that, um, you know, anybody listening, check out the site because there's so much information there. And if you love outdoor adventure gear and if you love outdoor adventures with your pet, then you yeah. want to make sure that uh, you check out Devin's blog uh, because there's a lot of great tips out there. And yeah, obviously more to come as you guys are growing as a company. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, really, the underlying mission behind Dog Pack is to help people develop deeper bonds with their dogs through adventuring together, which is uh, in reflection, in retrospect, kind of how Thunder and I developed the inseparable bond that we have. So one means of helping people develop these bonds is making it easier for them to get outside an adventure by making canine gear. Another means is, uh, as Peggy mentioned, providing insight and education and entertainment um, related to that uh, subject. So before I let you go, share one more time where people can connect with you. Yeah. Um, so my name is Devin. This is Peggy, and uh, we're the founders of Dogpack, dogpack.com. So dogpak.com is uh, our main website. We are on Instagram. Uh, the handle is at the dog pack. TikTok. What is it? It's what is it? At yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's at dogpack underline uh, canine gear. And now um, we just started on um, Instagram because we just got a new puppy. So I just started a new Instagram page, obviously for Thunder and Theseus. So Wonderful. you find that they on well. To, to just share some more insights on also how to introduce a young puppy with the older one and just the fun of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. that's wonderful. So of course, we'll be sure to share all the links in the description below our video as yeah. well. So if people want to look you up, they can follow those links down there. Awesome. Thank you so well, much. Thank, thank you so much for being on the show. It's a pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much, B. Really appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you. All right. You have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please like it and please share it with your friends and family and leave your comments below. And I'm sure that you would also love the rest of our interviews. And until next time, keep your paws on the road.